Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn. We are talking about what do we do while we're waiting God after we say amen and doing the next right thing. Facing uh, the program yesterday that we did and today off a wonderful book I read uh, about three years ago called After Amen by Rusty George. And also what God's taught me over my 40 uh, plus years of being a follower of Jesus. And uh, man, if you missed yesterday's program, I hope that you'll uh, listen to the podcast when you get a chance. Uh, Go to our website, hopeisheretoday.org. That's hopeisheretoday.org. Or wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on all the platforms. I also want to remind you, we got a YouTube channel. Uh, just simply go to YouTube, type in Hope Is Here, and then my name, Greg Horn, H-O-R-N. And hope you'll subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you've been blessed by our program, uh, maybe make a comment. It helps encourage others. And, uh, man, we would greatly appreciate it. But uh, just to kind of recap, we were talking out of John chapter 4, verses 46 through 53 where uh, a government official uh, he had a son that was just extremely sick and he heard about Jesus and uh, Jesus uh, had come from Judea to Galilee and uh, this man uh, he he lived in Capernaum that's where his son was sick so he but he came down to uh, Galilee to find Jesus and just begging him to heal his son and yet Jesus wouldn't go um, but he told him you know just to go home uh, your son will live. Yet, like most of us, um, you know, man, we want some kind of proof. And uh, yet the man finally just took Jesus at his word and went. And that's kind of where uh, the sum up yesterday's program where we were. And it kind of leads me to ask the question today as we start our program. You know, this guy did, even though, I mean, he was fighting that battle. He gets home. His wife's like, I thought you were going to get this guy that does all these miracles and healings and are you kidding me? Uh, but he he went on and did what Jesus said. He took him at his word and he went. And so I want to ask you today, what is it that God's told you to do and that you haven't done it yet? Maybe it's to forgive someone. Maybe it's to start praying for those who persecute you. Remember several years of a story where my dad just, uh, there was a guy actually when I was executive pastor at a, a church uh, uh, that was just really just in my business and was out for my job. We had had a run in about a situation. And uh, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't handle as well as I should have. And uh, so this guy just was kind of out to, to get me. And, um, you know, I dealt with that. And finally, uh, one day, my dad, who always patiently listened, just said, son, have you been praying for him, for the Lord to bless him and his family? And I was like, no, I haven't done that. And he's like, well, son, that's what the Bible says. And I was like, yeah, I know, but <laughs> uh, that's embarrassing to tell you, okay? I was executive pastor at a, a large church, and yet uh, just I've been hurt. And uh, yet I had owned some of it myself, uh, brought some of it on myself. And as I share quite often, hope is here, a lot of times when we're in a a challenging situation. Uh, it's a combination of a couple of things. One, maybe unwise decisions we've made or unwise decisions that others have made or selfish decisions. And quite often I've learned it's usually kind of a combination of both. Or a third reason is uh, just life happens, you know. Sometimes it's just not fair, but this time it was kind of a combination of both, the way I handled it and the way uh, this other guy did too. But all that being said, uh, I knew my dad was right when I got out of the phone. I can remember where I was. I was actually in Nashville, Tennessee at the SEC tournament. Uh, my 
brother was a head basketball coach at South Carolina at the time, and um, they were playing the SEC SEC basketball tournament there. And I already did. I got out my Bible and asked God to bless this guy and his family, his marriage, uh, his kids, just uh, everybody. And um, I did that faithfully. I won't say every day, but I did it quite often. And even when I would see this guy, I just said, yeah, Lord, may you bless him. And my feelings didn't feel like it, but eventually they did catch up to it. And it took over two years, but later uh, we had a men's breakfast, and I was in charge of that. And uh, one of the things that we talked about was being grateful and thankful. And uh, at the end of that breakfast and the talk it was done, I had put a thank you note at each seat at the table where the guys were sitting and just said, hey, there's somebody that all of us would like to say been meaning to say thank you we appreciate you we just don't ever get around to it and this was back before texting so cell phones around but people didn't text and um, i said just write that and if you know the address if you'll uh put it on there we'll, we'll, we'll mail it for you back then it probably cost like 30 cents to mail a mail something well fast forward about three days later uh, i come into work and i check my my mailbox there and um there was a note and I opened it up and it was from that breakfast and this guy that I've been praying for two years for the Lord to bless wrote just a beautiful note and said you know Greg I know we haven't always seen eye to eye on things but I just want to say thank you that I appreciate all you did to help keep this church together during some very very difficult times and uh, man I just started weeping because I knew the result of that prayer friends was because I prayed for somebody who had been, you know, honestly persecuting me, trying to get get my job. And like I said, I got to own my part, so please uh, don't misunderstand that. I brought some of it on myself, no doubt. But I just want you to say to you today that do what I did, and, uh, man, don't know why, how long it'll take. You know, maybe this side of heaven, it doesn't even happen, but thankfully in God's grace, after a couple of years, uh, God did uh, remove that and uh just wind up now when I see the guy we embrace and um, just so thankful that I was obedient to just do what God's word said to do, even though in my flesh it uh, wasn't easy. So it goes on to say in John chapter 4, verse 51, on his way, the Roman official, though, got some good news from one of his servants. While he was on the way, one of his servants ran out to meet him, that his son was alive and well. Best part is, though, like a lot of us guys, uh, this guy still wants to do some fact-checking. The government official says, hey, when did the boy begin to get better? And they replied, yesterday afternoon at 1 o'clock, his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that this was the very time that Jesus had told him, your son will live. And he and his entire household then believed in Jesus. If you haven't read that story lately, go look up John chapter 4, verses 40 through 53. It's only 13 verses, but I think you'll really be blessed about it. I mean, this happened right when Jesus said it would. So it's Jesus' timing. But I'm so thankful this guy was obedient and that he did what Jesus asked him to do. And once again, just want to ask you, what is it God's asking you to do that you haven't? And there's just so many little things that can become big things, friend. And I uh, just want to encourage you today just to ask God. And But most of you, when I said that, what is it that you need to do that you haven't, whether it's to forgive someone or pray for someone that who per- persecuted you, um, you know, but just to do it, friends, because God, he loves to show up. He loves to, to help people, and he wants to help people. 
don't know if uh, any of you have heard uh, the beautiful song called The Next Right Thing from the movie Frozen 2. Uh, you know, there's a powerful part of the lyrics in that song it says, I've never seen dark before, but not like this. This is cold. This is empty. This is numb. The life I knew is over. The lights are out. Hello, darkness. I'm ready to succumb. I follow you around. I always have. But you've gone to a place I cannot find. This grief has a gravity. It pulls me down. But a tiny voice whispers in my mind, you are lost. Hope is gone. But you must go on and do the next right thing. Such powerful lyrics, friends. And you know, that's kind of what we've been talking about yesterday and today. Sometimes you just have to do the next right thing while you're waiting on God to move in a situation. And whether it's the government official just having to trust Jesus when Jesus said, your son will be well. Um, we just have to do the next right thing while we're waiting on God. It could be inviting a, a friend to lunch. Maybe it's helping a single parent with a, maybe a gift card for groceries or um you know, saying, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a ride, or hey, I'll come watch your, your child for a few hours. And, you know, there's so many things, friends, that they're not big things, but they're little things that could be such a blessing to others. And, you know, Proverbs eleven twenty five, you know, says those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And, you know, I, I know that God, friends, it's just the way he does it. Sometimes, uh, you know, we go to be a blessing. I know I've done that, and often there's been times where I've been tired and just don't feel good, and yet I've shown up and done and been obedient. I don't always get it right, so please, please understand me, and I don't always do that. But when I do, it's amazing that I want to be the one who gets blessed. And so I just want to encourage you today, maybe that will help you to do the next right thing. Uh you know, for some of you, maybe you're in a struggling marriage and you beg God to fix your spouse or heal your heart, but, you know, nothing seems to change. Maybe the next right thing, though, is just to keep serving your spouse, to keep praying, to be the brightest reflection of Jesus' grace that you can be while you wait for Jesus' miracle to go before you. So that's a great story about Lee Strobel, who's written many books, but starting with The Case for Christ, when his wife became a follower of Jesus, I believe it was in her late 30s, and he was just so skeptical. Uh, he had a law degree from Yale, was a investigative journalist uh, for the Chicago Tribune newspaper, one of the largest in the country, and uh, just uh, you know, was doubting his wife's faith and that you know, this will be just temporary. But then he started investigating it and then used his law degree and his journalism background. And then he just could deny that Jesus was the Son of God and that he was Lord and he needed a Savior. So God totally transformed the guy. And my good friend Bill Reeser, who has a wonderful program, 1115 AM, I want to encourage you to listen to it on WJMM. And just he had gotten far from God, and yet his wife prayed and prayed and had others praying that he eventually surrendered his one and only life to God. And I believe he was in his early 40s when this happened, if I'm not mistaken. So um, just God never gives up on his friends. Maybe pray for your son or daughter. I mean, they're off the rails. They're a prodigal. Um, you've asked God to bring them back to the faith of their youth or to awaken them to the error of their ways. What's the next thing? Tough love, change the locks and cut them off? Or is it to simply go get them today and just say, welcome home, I love you? Um, 
You know, man, you pray for your finances. I mean, nothing seems to work. Every job you seek that looks promising goes to someone else. Every pending sale that you try to make your job, it falls through. Well, maybe the next right thing right now is just to start cutting expenses. Maybe consider moving. Ask what the bigger plan might be. Not just, God, help me continue my current way of living, but ask, God, what's the new normal you may be leading me toward for a season? Maybe you've been praying for your failing health. You're not an invalid, but you're not healthy. You feel overwhelmed and discouraged, but not being able to be the person that you once used to be. Your list of doctors is longer than your arm, and your medications are so many it feels like you're taking another meal. So now what? Why won't God take this away? Well, maybe the next right thing for you is to start finding others worse off than you, people you can encourage, serve, take to a doctor's appointment, or visit them in the hospital or at their home. Maybe pray for a friend. Got thousands of social media followers, but you feel like no one knows you. Is there anyone you could encourage? Anyone you could support? Anyone that you could pray for? You pray for a friend, but maybe the next right thing, even though you don't feel like it, is actually to try to be a friend to somebody. Maybe you pray for sobriety. You've wanted to break free from your addiction, but you're tempted everywhere you go. Will God ever take away that temptation? Maybe not, but you can find a group of others in a support group who are walking through those 12 steps together on a daily basis, and maybe the next right thing is to join them. I love this quote by Craig Rochelle. He says, Scripture teaches us that we should trust God and not lean on our own wisdom or understanding. To do this, we have to strive to know God intimately, walking by faith and not by sight. This may not be easy at first, but it starts with simple obedience and doing the next right thing. Thanks so much for listening. If you've been blessed by this program, I hope you'll share it with somebody else. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Did you know that Hope Is Here is also available on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter? You can find all of these at Hope Is Here Lex. Also, check out the daily one-minute Cup of Hope, available on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That helps you keep your cup hopeful. To find out more information, go to our website, www.hopeisheretoday.org. That's www.hopeisheretoday.org.